Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. I'm sure Greg Sankey and all officials at the SEC are holding their breath today. That'll be your lead story for this morning's Buzzcast. Today is Thursday, October 15th. I'm Abe Madcore. Good morning. Hope everybody is doing well. We're getting closer to the end of the week. Quick attendance note. We've been noting the NLCS attendance. Last night for Game 3, they had 10,664. That was the announced attendance. Of course, that's just shy from the 11,500 that they are letting into Globe Life Field. So still not quite full capacity for the NLCS. Let's shift to college football because Greg Sankey from the SEC sent a message last week to all schools to remain vigilant when it comes to COVID protocols. He may have sensed that things could spiral very, very quickly. Well, just think, since he sent that note, the SEC has now postponed two games in a week and now seen its highest profile coach test positive for COVID. Saturday's game, number 10 Florida and LSU at the Swamp has been postponed after the Florida Gators saw a surge in positive tests this week. Remember, the SEC postponed Missouri and Vanderbilt on Monday, and of course, more positive tests could shift other games. Florida LSU has been tentatively rescheduled for the SEC's built-in bye week on December 12th, which is the week before the SEC championship. So, of course, they have a little bit of wiggle room, but that's it. It's a very tight schedule. Of course, you're keeping an eye on other positive tests and possible quarantines of individuals at other programs, which could really derail the SEC football schedule. This comes as news came yesterday around 5.30 Eastern time that Alabama football coach Nick Saban tested positive for COVID. He is self-isolating at home. He's continuing to oversee his team's practices via Zoom. In addition to Saban, Alabama Athletic Director Greg Byrne also tested positive, so our thoughts are with both of those gentlemen. Saban, who was 68 years old, said he was feeling fine before the positive test results. He said that test result surprised him. Meanwhile, the game Saturday night, second-ranked Alabama against third-ranked Georgia at Tuscaloosa is still on for 8 p.m. Again, you're going to want to keep an eye on whether there are any other positive tests of the Alabama football program, which certainly, if there are, could put that game in jeopardy. We're going to stay with college sports because a proposal to permit NCAA athletes to earn money from endorsements and sponsorship deals will go up for vote in January amongst the entire association. That is the name, image, and likeness proposal, and that vote in January is the last step for the NCAA to change its rules. It may be the last step for the NCAA, but it doesn't mean debate over name, image, and likeness is over because that still has to be worked through with Washington. Remember, the NCAA has asked for help from Congress. They want a federal law that would set rules for name, image, and likeness compensation 
nationwide. They don't want to have state-by-state different rules. So even though the NCAA will approve this in January and want it to go into effect for the 21-22 school year, they will still look to Washington to sign an overriding national legislation. Moving on to NFL media news came out of the owners meeting yesterday that Amazon has picked up rights to simulcast one NFL wildcard game this season. They'll do the January 10th wildcard game alongside the major broadcast on CBS and Nickelodeon. The game will also be streamed on CBS All Access. Why is it significant? Because it shows that Amazon will be aggressive in bidding on the next round of NFL rights. As our John Oran reported in his SBJ Media newsletter last night, that does not mean Amazon is going to end up with a big, high-profile game package, but it does look like the NFL could carve out an exclusive package of games that Amazon can stream exclusively. Could be a handful of Sunday afternoon games, some non-exclusive NFL Sunday ticket out-of-market games. It could be a handful of Sunday afternoon games that are not part of Sunday ticket. The NFL can think very creatively in the type of package it creates for Amazon. But as Iran noted last night, this move to allow them to simulcast a wildcard game shows that the NFL is watching Amazon to see how it performs just as much as Amazon is testing the NFL to see if it's a fit for its service. So both sides are feeling each other out. The NFL is notorious for doing this in terms of testing their programming along various platforms to figure out if there's a really great fit before they sign a broader, bigger deal. But this Amazon move is significant, and it's one to keep an eye on because it's obvious that Amazon's very, very interested in the NFL, and the NFL is interested in Amazon. Staying with the NFL news, owners all also announced they have canceled the 2021 Pro Bowl. That, of course, gives the league flexibility to add a week to the regular season without moving the Super Bowl from February 7th. Remember, the league may need some dates in that calendar, a week 18, for rescheduled games and makeup games. Let's shift to the EPL. We talked a lot about Project Big Picture. That was the plan authored by Liverpool and Manchester United to really change the financial structure and the organizational structure of the English Premier League. I said yesterday EPL teams were meeting to discuss. Well, they discussed all right, and EPL clubs unanimously agreed that they will not pursue Project Big Picture. This, of course, was a very controversial plan. It was rejected hands down at a meeting of the EPL's 20 clubs yesterday. Instead, all the clubs agreed to work together on a new strategic plan for the financing of English football and the EPL. Remember, Project Big Picture, authored by Liverpool and Man U, two of the highest profile, most valuable clubs, would have seen more power transferred to the bigger clubs or the so-called big six clubs. Now they move forward stating their willingness to all work together on a strategic plan going forward. We've seen this before. We saw this in the NFL years ago in the late 90s when Jerry Jones first started making very aggressive deals for the Cowboys. And so this is not uncommon when it comes to league structures. And we see this here with the EPL. A lot of discussion about the NBA's ratings. Let's talk about them in the full context. Our Austin Carp crunched the numbers over the last couple days, and here are the final numbers, and they aren't great for the NBA, but let's put them in perspective. The complete NBA postseason was down 37% compared to last year. The six-game Lakers Heat Series was down 49% from Raptors Warriors last year. This year's 
final series averaged 7.5 million viewers. Last year's Raptors Warriors, about 15 million viewers. That's a big, big drop. This year also saw the four least watched NBA Finals games on record. Again, not very great news at all. But the declines for the NBA's postseason are in line with the drops for other big sports properties. We've talked about real softness in sports ratings for a variety of reasons. We've all been through them on the Buzzcast. But let's put the numbers out in front of you and you can decide. MLB's Divisional Series, down 40%. The NHL Stanley Cup Playoffs, down 61%. The U.S. Open Tennis Championship, they were down 45%. The Kentucky Derby, down 43%. Right now, so far this season, college football, down 30%. And the U.S. Open Golf Championship, that was down 42%. So you're seeing drops anywhere between 40 and 60% right now in sports ratings. And of course, the final NBA postseason down 37% compared to last year. So I wanted to put those out there. Those are the final numbers. You can compare and contrast all you want, but there's no doubt sports ratings are seeing significant softness. We can talk about reasons going forward. If you have your thoughts or your ideas on why ratings are so soft, I'd love to hear from you. Just send me a note. Give me a call. We can talk about it. It's something I'm incredibly interested and passionate about. And finally, last night, Women's Sports Foundation held its annual salute to women in sports. It was live streamed via Yahoo Sports. A lot of great awards were given last night. I want to highlight the Wilma Rudolph Courage Award, which is given to the athlete who reflects the spirit and determination of Wilma Rudolph. And that was given to all the players of the WNBA for their actions around social justice. That does align very well with the WNBA's strong and successful season that they've had. And this type of award is a real tribute to the actions of the WNBA players. That is your morning buzzcast. Again, if you have ideas on why sports ratings are down, let me know. Love to hear from you. I'm Abe Madcore. Have a great day. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I look forward to chatting with you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.